Welcome to Ring of Fire! I'm Alex Barr, doula and educator. And I'm Emmy the Birth Wizard. This is where we talk about the tough moments of birth work and help you transition into fire starters. This computer. Got it. <laughs> what if I hit leave meeting the second it says wait it's here. a podcast we're recording no 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 I can't do that Goodbye. wait a minute we're <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out right <sighs> welcome to our on sorry <laughs> I was gonna digress already <laughs> I got to ask like on someone else's on someone else's podcast and I was really excited about it. And someone was like, why are you so excited? You have your own podcast. And I was like, yeah, I have my own podcast because I want to listen to myself speak. But now like somebody else is at, wants me to speak. <laughs> someone else wants to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. It's not just me. <laughs> I literally just keep making podcasts with people because I'm like, I like hearing them talk. How can I get them to talk to me more often? That's the only way that Emmy makes friends. Literally. <laughs> I, I trap so many people, though, into relationships with me where I'm like, hello, you seem interesting. <laughs> Let's hang out weekly. <laughs> All Everything has to be a professional relationship. It can't just be like a casual. You're like, no, we're in business together now. Sign this contract. I own your ass. Oh, it's so yeah. funny by how accurate that is yeah. of any friendship she just has to brand every friendship like you can't just there's got to be a logo and there has to be a slogan and <laughs> otherwise we can't hang out together no it's not every single one of them but it's pretty close um it's a lot uh the fact that my husband hasn't let me start a podcast with the two of us is really disappointing honestly um so cam has tried many times to get me to start a podcast with him <laughs> So I started one with him. <laughs> True. Yeah. Sounds funny. Um, All right. Welcome, welcome to, to we Ring of Fire. Yeah. I said Ring of Fire. <laughs> wing. We'll try again. Wing, welcome to Ring of Fire. Oh, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> Let's make uh, Monica say welcome to Ring of Fire. Oh, yes. Let's do that. Welcome to Ring of Fire. This I'm Emmy the Birth Wizard. Really <laughs> interrupts me. I'm trying to do the intro to your podcast. All right, try okay. again. We'll let Monica stop talking before we finish. We gotta do this. Pay attention to the Zoom lag. You gotta get used to it. You know, it happens. <laughs> Welcome to Ring of Fire. This is the podcast where we talk about doula stuff. I'm Monica. And I'm Alex Barr, doula and educator. And I'm Emmy, the birth wizard. And Monica didn't tell us who she was. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> I'm Monica. I'm a labor and delivery nurse. I'm a certified childbirth educator and a certified birth doula. And Alex and Emmy asked me to be on their podcast. And so here I am. Yeah. Yay. We're excited to have you. We're, we're super excited to have you. Honestly, we're all pals anyway outside of this realm of work but um we felt that monica would be a great person to talk to because 
I found and Alex finds as well on those like doula boards or even talking to other doulas. And I know you have too, when you were on the other side of the coin, Monica, of like so much talk about us trying to figure out what nurses are thinking or what they like feel about us, or am I doing my job right? Am I pissing off a nurse? Like what, what's the vibes? Like, how do I, how do I do the things with nurses? And uh, Alex and I were like, we know a nurse who's also a doula. We should just talk to them. Um, And we want to put out the, like, what's the word? It starts with a D. Disclaimer. Uh, Disclaimer. Thank you. Hell yeah. That (laughs) this is just Monica's opinions and ideas and things. And you guys should make friends with your own local uh, nurses to see what they think and feel. Because this is just one perspective. But we think it's a pretty cool perspective. So... Monica, if you could tell us like how you became a labor delivery nurse along with like a childbirth educator and a doula. Yeah, so I actually went to nursing school specifically to become a labor and delivery nurse. It's something I've been wanting to do my whole life. I didn't know when I was little what a labor delivery nurse was, but I used to make my mom pretend to give birth so that I could pretend to deliver her babies. And so here we are. <laughs> um, right out of nursing school, I um, worked on a labor and delivery unit and I worked there for a few months and where I worked was very high risk. Um, Birth was always medicalized. I'd never actually seen an unmedicated delivery and unmedicated birth before. Um, And it was a really intense, high, like high level of care, high level of acuity. Um, And my unit wasn't really prepared to have a new grad nurse on board. So I didn't have the greatest experience And it honestly made me think maybe I shouldn't even be a labor and delivery nurse. Maybe it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I left and I ended up working for a law firm for a little while reviewing medical malpractice cases. So I would review actually a lot of like fetal monitoring strips and tell lawyers whether or not they might have a good case if there was some sort of birth related injury. Wow. That's heavy. It was, um, it was really interesting and horrible and ultimately soul-sucking. It was a really cushy job, but it wasn't fulfilling at all. Um, But I did learn a lot, and I still value the knowledge that I kind of took with me from that. Um, But yeah, so I did that for a while, and I was just really missing being in the birth world. It's just something that like never really left me. I was always thinking about it. I was still listening to podcasts about it. Um, I was still listening to, I was still, you know, doing research about it and thinking, how could I get back into it? Um, And we moved out to Arizona for my spouse's job. And at that point I was thinking, I had heard about doulas and childbirth educators. And I thought to myself, well, if I don't want to be a nurse at the bedside, maybe I could re-enter the birth world in this way. And so I did. And I opened my own business. When you were originally a nurse in your first location, um, did you run into doulas there or were they not really on the floor? We had the time in the time I was there, which was, let's say about six months total, Mm -hmm. um, one doula and not received very well. The Mm. patient ended up having a C-section, which is not a failure of any kind, but the nurses- Plenty of babies were born that way. Of course. And, but the nurses were like, well, of course she had a C-section. She brought a doula with her. She had a birth plan. It was that vibe. It was terrible. Oh, I see. It was, 
it was harsh. So it happened because she was, because the birther was planning and right. wanting something different. It, yeah. So like she exactly. jinxed herself. They jinxed yeah. themselves. Mm, interesting. Okay. And yeah. I, I've, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's still, I mean, honestly, you still hear that every now and then, like even where I work, sometimes people will be like, well, of course she the, she had a birth plan. So blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's not anyway, but that's just, that's rare that I hear that now back then that's like was the consensus of the unit on where I worked before so that was my only experience with doulas and but um we did have a childbirth educator on our unit and I sat in on one of her classes and that's what was like I remember just being so jealous of her job and wanting to be her like I hated my job there but like I wanted to be her and have that job So I think that that's what like propelled me into it ultimately, where I was like, oh, wait, there's this whole other realm of the birth world. What part of it were you jealous of her over? I'm curious. I don't know. I just feel like she didn't have the weight and responsibility of like two lives on her, you know, as Mm -hmm. a labor and delivery nurse at the bedside, there's a lot of responsibility there and a lot of, it's very stressful and very, you know, it takes a certain kind of strength to be able to, you know, carry that. And I didn't have it at that time. So it felt very overwhelming. And she just got to enjoy talking about something that she loves and was passionate about and got to help other people understand it better. And I think that's what I was really looking for. And I wanted to understand birth better and nursing school didn't really prepare me, honestly, for what birth actually is. Oh, interesting. What are three things you learned as a childbirth educator that you didn't know as a nurse? Oh gosh. I feel like so there, it just helped me put the pieces together. Like as Ah. a nurse, like we learn about like all these interventions and blah, blah, blah. And we don't always have time in class or in orientation to understand why, like the, why things are happening the way they are and like the not medical part of it where it's just that's just nature that's just like how your body works you know what I mean I just it helped me put the pieces together rather than like I could say I already knew all the little individual things but it really helped me connect the dots like why do people bleed after they deliver a baby like I I didn't understand why they were bleeding so I didn't understand why we were doing the things to stop the bleeding yeah but now I understand like I don't know because now so I know nur- how to explain it to them. So nursing essentially taught you reactionary to birth. Yeah. Whereas being a childbirth educator taught you how to be in the moment with Yeah, birth. totally. Interesting. Totally. Okay. Yeah. It made me less afraid of it, I think. I was really fearful of it because I didn't quite understand. Why it happened on. or what the like purpose of it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people, even those who become doulas first and get exposed to birth, right? Of like, whoa, no one's told me that's how it was going to go, right? Um, Whenever doulas take my childbirth class, because I've had a couple, I'm always shocked at how much they learn. I'm always like, you probably know all of this. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I didn't know most of it. Like, oh my gosh, I learned so many things. So it is something that like, I'm like, oh, so there, I, I like, I am filling in these gaps, even for birth workers, even for people who are around birth. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So, so you, you decide 
after leaving and coming to this new place, you're going to become a doula and a childbirth educator. Uh, was there a big search for who you were going to go through? Like, what was that journey like for you? Like establishing all of that? Yeah, there actually was a big search. And even before I moved out here, I was looking at different training organizations and I kind of compared them all. And ultimately I ended up going with one that didn't require certifying birth. Um, I went with best doula training and I really enjoyed them. Um, But yeah, they didn't require certifying birth. I figured, you know, I've already been in a birth space. Like I've been in the birth space. I've been in labor and delivering. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that I needed to experience that. I needed to just understand how to support people in labor a little bit better too. So, um, and they were really well-rounded. They did a lot of, um, like we talked about, about diversity. It wasn't just like a whitewashed version of a doula training. It felt very like we're here for everybody. It wasn't just like, oh, women this and women that. Like they were very inclusive. And that was the vibe that I was going for as well. Gotcha. So what was your uh, experience as a doula? Like how, like, Mm -hmm. how is it different from being a nurse? How did it propel you back into nursing? Um, I enjoyed being a doula. I did not enjoy being on call all the time. (laughs) It's a a rough gig, ma'am. Yes. Um, But I also felt like I, it was hard to kind of toe the line of, I have this knowledge and these responsibilities as a nurse but I have to kind of abandon some of that in order to be this person's doula. And I have to draw that line very clearly with them. So that was a little bit stressful having to be like, yep, I am a nurse and I have all this, but I'm not your nurse. Mm. And yeah. And I had, it was something I specifically had to put in my contract and just be very like wary of, because I think that it was useful, right. That I had this like knowledge as a nurse, but it wasn't what I was marketing. You know what I mean? Right. So as much as I wanted to use that and be like, look at all of this, I have all of this knowledge. I, it, I had to pull back on it because I wasn't, I didn't want people to get the wrong idea. You know, I think it's interesting that you still had to have a, essentially a scope conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though like, yeah, it's just weird because doulas technically don't even like doulas are doulas, right? I mean, we talk about doulas scope of practice, but there's no real scope because it's not, you know what I mean? Right. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But I had to draw one for myself, even though it made me uncomfortable to do it. Yeah. That's a conversation we've had before on this podcast that you're essentially drawing your own scope of practice and what you're willing to operate within. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But but as a nurse, I feel that you would be, you would be able to step so far out of your scope as a doula because you have so much knowledge and understanding of this other side of it. Whereas like, I can't I don't understand the medical side of it like I can only even if I'm stepping outside of my scope or doing something that's crossing a boundary I still can't go that far because I can't read a fetal monitoring strip I can't like you know like stuff like that where it's like I can't go too far kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah I think it was hard like in a hospital setting because I didn't do I didn't actually do any home birth I only worked in the hospital setting because that's where I was comfortable. And that's why people would hire me. Right. Cause I did have that knowledge, but it was even harder. Cause I had to kind of shut off that part of my brain where like, I could see clearly see the fetal monitor above me, but that's not my job right now. Like my yeah. job isn't mm. to, cause it, even if I see something, I can't, you know what I mean? So it made it harder. I also didn't want any of the nurses or the doctors to know that I was also a labor nurse at one point. 
Um, I just didn't want any, you guys know like how it can be hard to navigate those relationships with the rest of the care team. I didn't want anyone thinking I was stepping on people's toes or that I thought I knew best or that I was whispering in my client's ear. Like, you know, I just didn't want, even though I was having conversations with my client about, you know, all of that. Yeah. (laughs) All of the things, you know, I just, I didn't want people to think, oh, it's because she's a nurse. She thinks that she's better. She knows more than we do or whatever. I understand. I think it's it's, a a complicated relationship, right? And that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast, because I feel like that's such a big topic, right? Talking about like, how, what is our relationship with nurses and how do we talk to them and what happens if they don't like you and stuff like that? Yeah. And it's funny because like, I've been there, but like, I'm also that person. So it's just like all intertwined. Did you find um, any sort of um, treatment while you were a doula uh, that you were like, that was a little uncool or anything that you witnessed where you're like, oh, that's what my like fellow doulas are talking about. Like, did you get to see nurses from that other side too? Um, not necessarily because the people that I was a doula for had had babies before. And so I know that you guys like Uh, maybe know this, but it's a whole different experience, like with someone who's had babies than with someone who's their first baby. The timeline is so much different. Like you're showing up later in the game just because that's when all the things are happening, but it goes a lot faster normally. And so I didn't spend as much time. I don't think as a lot of doulas do with like first time parents you know what I mean I just feel yeah. like it was a whole it was a different and then the people who were who it was their first baby I didn't actually end up getting to go to their <laughs> deliveries because I needed to use you guys so right oh my goodness but, okay. but yeah no so I never actually experienced a nurse who we like I never butted heads with the nurse I never saw like oh this nurse like is doing questionable things but I did see like the usual like oh like the doctor's gonna come and they're gonna break your water and then the nurse would leave and I'd say hey like are you okay with that like she said it as a statement but do you do you you know what I mean like we'd have those conversations but it wasn't as intense as like some of the stuff well and so were you having those conversations after nurses left the room was that Mm -hmm. was that like was your vibe yeah totally like that's typically what I do um mm -hmm. Right. So that's always a conversation of like, I'll typically wait till they leave so that it's like making sure that you're comfortable and like my client's comfortable answering those questions, honestly. Right. Because having a nurse or somebody else in the room puts this pressure and like this power imbalance, right. Of like, oh, do I have to say yes to this? Do I have to like, can I ask more questions? That kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that like, that was my vibe was waiting for the like people to walk out and then having a conversation but I also think that like something as a nurse that I appreciate when doulas do and this might not go for all nurses but for me personally as a nurse I like it when the doula actually talks to me like actually says something like says hey wait actually like can you stay for a second because I just I have a question or you know what I mean when when doulas collaborate with me directly it makes me feel really good because I'm like okay this person knows this patient better than I will ever know them because they've spent so much more time with them so I'd ra- I'd like to hear from you too you know I try to balance it right like yeah if it's something where I feel like my I know my client's not going to answer honestly or be uncomfortable with I'll wait if it's something that like uh, I've run into a lot of times where clients will ask me questions and I'm like I'm not sure let's ask the nurse when she's in here 
or when they're in here and they'll just like be quiet as the nurse is there. <laughs> I get that. I have to do the like, actually, we have a question about, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like, you know, some nurses will just be like, oh, well, she just said that she didn't have any questions. So I'm just going to be on my way. And then, but, but I personally like can feel it when something is off or like, I'm very sensitive to the fact that people are very shy in front of healthcare providers sometimes. So yeah. I really pry, I pry really hard. Actually. I'm like, tell me what's wrong. What's <laughs> happening? Why is what's like, I'm what's very much like we have to talk because what did I, I just need... walk into. Yes. Yes. Like, or I'll walk in and the patient's very tearful and I'm like, why are we crying? What's going on? We gotta talk. <laughs> like we can't just exactly. Cause they're just scared or like nervous and yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I'd I, love to know what you think, where the like butting heads of like doulas and nurses like comes from. Uh, Cause I, at least from what I've seen, nurses aren't like acting the same way towards like mother-in-law that's in the room or partners or things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it just, it depends on the, I don't know. I feel like the personalities can sometimes clash, but also yeah. I think in terms of like, you know, I just said I didn't, I never wanted nurses to think that I was whispering in my patient's ear. And that's why my patient or my client was saying something to the nurse. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was, I really wanted them to know that we were all like collaborating on the same team. And like, as a nurse, that's how I want to feel too. I think that like the butting heads comes in when we feel like the doula is taking control of the situation and not actually acting in the patient's best interest. You know what I mean? Where they have their own kind of agenda of like how they would like the birth to go. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that that's the only time where it really gets bad where I'm like, uh, it feels like we're not on the same team. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Or they're walking in with like hospital is the enemy mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I see that so much. Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, everybody here is bad and everything that's going to happen here is bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I need a doula to protect me from it kind of thing. Right. I, I make a point of always introducing myself when I come into the room. I always make a point of like being like so overtly like friendly to the point where it's almost obnoxious because I want to make sure that it's very clear. Like, no, you do that. You're here for medical stuff. I'm here to hold things, pick things up. You want me to run to get water? I'm here to do that. Whatever you want, babes, right? Like, and I'm always that level when I come in with nurses. Mm -hmm. um, but in the case of like that particular nurse, after I've done all those things and I've like created that feeling of like, we're here to collaborate. If you come at my client with the, well, the doctor's going to come in and pop water, see you in three. And it's like, ah, hey, come back here <laughs> come on we're we're pals uh can we phrase that differently or is this up for discussion or like can we be real for a sec come on friend right mm -hmm. um and I have gotten better success because I start out with the such a friendly vibe that in those mm -hmm. moments where I have to call them out on language that probably wasn't appropriate or like maybe calls where I'm like, Hey, maybe we have this discussion. They're a little bit more forthright about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's probably because I've done so much work ahead of time that now that we're here, they're like, uh, all right, I guess we could have this discussion. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely like spot on. I think that like 
if I don't know, I, I think some people just come into the room or the hospital as like a this place is was not our goal like especially if it wasn't the goal to deliver in the hospital but it's a sensitive situation which I am very attuned to not all nurses are attuned to that sensitive situation and you know what I mean but like I feel like I am but so I think that giving the nurses the benefit of the doubt and not immediately being like these people are out to you know just do all the interventions and the and I think also the demonizing of all intervention can be really harmful in terms of the relationship between the doula and the nurse because yes ultimately like we like the nurses are patient advocates we are here to keep the baby and the you know birth are safe but we also are answering to doctors and our charge nurse and hospital policy and so I think that like giving us the benefit of the doubt where it's like, you know, if you guys, if we're open and collaborative, we can kind of work to find a happy medium. But sometimes we are offering these things because it's not, it's not even, it's not our idea. You know what I mean? We're like, right. this was a, this came, it came, it's like a trickle down effect. And we're here like presenting you with the option that was given to us. Yeah. So yeah and it's um it's which we've talked about before where it's like you know you're yelling at the person or upset with the person who's like at the lowest rung right (laughs) like you're screaming at the cashier for the policy of the place right not really necessary right like if you need to talk to someone above that level go do it if you need to talk to a charge nurse right do it if you need to call in a patient advocate you can do that right like it doesn't have to be like nurse is the enemy, right? You can even ask for another nurse, right? There are other options if a nurse is not like vibing with you, your client in that birth, right? Um, but it, it, the demonizing of an interventions is spot on because there's no conversation about how this intervention will prevent, could prevent further interventions, right? Like that's right. sometimes the case, right? Or stay the fuck out of it, doula. It's not your fucking birth. And if your birth is cool with that intervention, shut the fuck up. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. I'm literally talking straight to you. I want that to like kind of send shivers down your spine. Like really check yourself in those moments where your birther has been educated on all the choice, like understands what's going to happen or not happen. And they say, yes, you sit down, you sit down. I'm, I'm never upset at that point if you've been educated and you consent to it, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do the (laughs) epidural. Let's do the, let's do the thing. Let's do the Pitocin. Right. Like if you're for sure, like, yes, this is what I want to do. Fuck. Yeah. I've had a client be like, it's C-section time. Right. Like I'm done. Right. And the nurse is like, yeah, she's like, cool. Let's go. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I'm not going to be sad about that. Right. The client was ready for that. The client was at that point. The client was like not going to, was only going to suffer if we prolonged it, right? Um, Why, how can I be mad at that? How can I look at that as like a failure or disappointment for me as a doula? Yeah. I didn't wedge the baby in her pelvis the wrong way. Like (laughs) it wasn't my doing. I didn't fail it like that, right? I didn't make the epidurals not work twice for this particular client. Like, I didn't do that. Right. 
I supported her as she went through it, but why would I be mad at those interventions or those extra things if the client was prepared for that and ready for that, you know? Yeah, I think that that's, um, that's the thing too, where it's like doulas can kind of, and I say this because I'm guilty of it as a labor nurse too, taking too much responsibility, taking any real ownership of a birth outcome. Like that one. If you as a doula or as a labor nurse or whatever are saying, well, this birth outcome was the direct effect of my, of what I did. Like, I feel like you're just giving yourself too much credit. You know what I mean? Like, cause we, there's only so much we have control over, you know, like I can go to work and I can be the best labor nurse in the whole world. And I can do all the position changes and I can do all the things. And that baby could still be OP and we still go for a C-section. Like, and that's nothing to do. That's just how it is, you know, unless you're directly like negligent or committing or doing something completely wrong. I think that, you know, you can't put all of that on yourself. You just got to free yourself from that because, yeah. and it goes both ways, right? Like you can't take direct ownership of, wow, my client had a successful home birth. That must've been all because of me. Well, (laughs) and that's just it. And I think that's, that's really where that mindset comes from is I'm, I'm here um, making sure successful quotation marks, whatever the fuck that means to that person, uh, birth is. It's because of my education. It's because of my knowledge. It's because of me being there and like all of this. And it's like, dude, did you forget about how they went to like chiropractic care for the last nine months? And also they they got a childbirth educator and then they also like did all this shit. Of, and also did the baby cooperated in just the way that they needed to. And like- and the client chose a provider that vibed with their goals and right. their values matched exactly. up and it's, it's yeah I think that like my goal is for a safe safety my goal is safety at work and if that ends up happening then I feel like I did my job but outside of that I'm like I can't control there's only so much in my control you know but yeah. I think we my, all need my to remember only that. goal is how my client feels afterwards right mm-hmm. but I think that you speaks know? to both of your roles in the room right like yeah doula's goals should be around clients feelings and processing and all of that and nurses goals are around medical safety that's why we stay in the scopes that we're in right (laughs) so it makes sense that you both would have different answers of like what my goal is here right so and that's of course like the bare minimum right like I've like I want to do I do all I try my best to do all the things but if at the end of the day like all I could muster was the safety aspect then we did it right like if all you can muster is my client was supported physically and mentally through that birth like that's what your job was and you did it and we go on to another day you know for sure um as now a nurse who is a doula and a childbirth educator did it change how you were a nurse the second time around like do you find that there's any impacts of like what you learned into now yeah totally I mean you know (laughs) we just talked about like how I was so scared and fearful of birth and then I learned how to be a childbirth educator like I got the education that I could then use to educate my patients and I feel like that changed everything for me like just personally receiving that education I was like oh okay and now I can kind of use my intuition more than just my textbook knowledge and I think that that's a real gift um and that's like how I like to practice nursing is with a lot of intuition and a lot of like the more holistic care than just like well I learned it this way and so I'm going to just do it this way and that's just how it is um but I feel like I also understand more about like 
trauma that can come from a birth experience or be triggered by a birth experience because that was part of my doula training. Um, and I really carry it with me and it's really come up actually a lot in, you know, the time that I've been working now, again, as labor nurse, um, I think that like trauma informed care, like being at the center of what I do has really helped me like provide better care. When I was brand new, I didn't know anything about that. I had no idea. And so I knew something was wrong. Like I knew that like I should be doing more based on like based in consent and doing more to educate my patients, but I didn't have that ability. And so I would go home and be like, did they even know what was happening to them? Like, did they even know what happened? Because did they even have a good experience? Like, I would just be like, I don't know if I even took care of them. You know what I mean? I did all my tasks, but, and now I go home and I'm like, okay, I did, I did the whole thing. (laughs) I'm sure it feels like you're doing like a childbirth class every day, just in different chunks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel like a lot of nurses realize those gaps if they're not getting that training? Like, do you think they realize like, oh, maybe there is something missing? Do you feel like a lot of nurses understand trauma-informed care? Like, what is your view on that? I feel like a lot of the younger nurses do. Like, a lot of people in my generation really do. And we are, like, the champions of that. And we put a really big emphasis on it. And I think that it's shifting the culture. Um, I don't know. I feel like we all at least where I work, do a really good job of educating our patients when we have the time. I think that like everywhere, it's probably a staffing thing, right? Like if you have time to sit, sometimes I spend a long time, especially with a first time parent, like educating, just sitting in the room. If I have the time, I will just sit in the room the whole time and educate them. But sometimes you just don't have that. And I think that that's, I think we all understand the importance of it, but not all of us have the gift of time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure or even the resources to be able to pass that along, right? Which time is a resource, but yeah. that family probably and, didn't have the resources to do it beforehand. I know. And ultimately my question would be, is that the nurse's job, right? Mm. Like I, in an ideal world, is that the role of the nurse? It is because we have to actually document the education that we provide. Like we, oh. it's, it's part of it. Yeah. So you know, we're not expected to give a full childbirth class the entire, like the whole time, but during your shift, you have to document some sort of education that happened and whether, you know, that happens or not. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but it is part of our, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Actually, I did know that the reason I know that is because I looked up how to become an IBCLC and I found out most nurses become IBCLCs because they give their little bit of education on breastfeeding and that counts towards their hours. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. So they're yeah, on shift. Go look into that. <laughs> go for it. Um, but their time spent on their shift counts towards that hours and clinic hours. So maybe, yeah. Um, I did know that. It's <laughs> amazing. You're yeah, right. So that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, that was my curiosity if that's part of the job and if we have the right staffing and the right time, like, are you able to do that kind of thing? Um, so one of the questions we got is about, which is what we hear all the time about like doula is not doing anything. Right. So my question is, what do you think people mean when they say that? 
And do you think it has any merit, right? When people say, I've heard nurses say it, I've heard other people say it, oh, the doula didn't do anything. Yeah, I think that that probably popped up more when like COVID restrictions came into place and people wanted a birth photographer. And so birth photographers got their doula certification. Ah, yeah. And so, cause that's been my experience, right? Like I'm like, oh, your doula's here, but she's not squeezing your hips at all. She's just flashing her camera the whole time. She's sitting over there. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not seeing any position changes <laughs> with your camera in your hand. Yeah. I also don't hear know, any pep talks or like know, her. Very quiet. <laughs> doing their you know, thing. I have with doula togs, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna we got merch for you guys though. Doula togs go to rigoffiremerch.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that yeah. is an interesting insight. And so, in your opinion, then that is a confusion of what that particular client wanted from their doula. Not necessarily that yeah. the doula didn't do anything, but they were hired for a different kind of job than what the expectation was off of the nurse. Yeah. And I think that like as nurses, it's not really my job to be able to know whether that doula is doing what she was hired to do or not, because I don't know what happened in your prenatals. I don't know what your contract says. I don't know anything. I don't know if that client is not comfortable with somebody touching her physically that is not a healthcare professional or her, you know, partner or their partner. Um, I don't know anything about that. So it doesn't really matter to me whether or not a doula or is or is not doing typical doula things. Yeah, you know, it's like I w- I'm I'm just giving the same care as I would if a doula wasn't there. So I'm not sure what nurses are really looking for in terms of like, are they looking for somebody to do their job for them? Because it's our job also to like reposition our patients and to provide, you know, comfort care as well as just medical care. You know, I can. If I'm one-to-one with my patient, I could sit there and do hip squeezes too. I can do counter pressure. I can teach the like partner how to do counter pressure too. I can, I know those things. And I know that many nurses do know those things too, but I think it's laziness sometimes. Do you also think there might be a bit of disappointment of like, yes, a a doula is here. I'm going to, I'm going to sit down for a few minutes. I have four uh, patients right now it'll be real nice it'll feel like three <laughs> and then they come in and they're like oh, a1 is screaming right now you just had four patients a1 <laughs> is like wait a minute <laughs> no, no, no but like i have multiple cl- yeah. patients like now i can sit i can only think about like yeah. one less and then they go in and they're like still is not doing fucking anything like i wanted to sit down and chill out and they're not doing what i what i was hoping for so yeah I think that's, I think that's actually, yeah, no, that's what I meant too, where I'm like, yeah, like if, if you're expecting the doula to take the reins and just like do all of the things that maybe you as a nurse should be doing then, or would like to do, but don't have time to do, then yeah, I could see the frustration of like, this doula is not doing anything, but. Cause that was always my, my question is like, what do you want us to do like because because I know a lot of stuff happens when the nurse isn't in the room or a lot of stuff happens prenatally and I think a lot of that comes from this misunderstanding of how much work is done prenatally right like you know like the birth is the big event but there's so much put into it prenatally and we do know our clients we do know if they want to be touched or if they don't or 
right? Or if I was just, they were just hiring the doula for photography, but they had to say it's a doula so that they could get them in the room, right? Right? Like, which I think is a great point um, because that they could totally just be there for photography, right? And the nurse doesn't know that. So that was always one of my questions too, because I heard it so much about like doulas not doing anything or why did that person hire a doula if they were just going to do nothing, right? So it's just a very interesting, like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm always like, what, what do you want from us? I love that. No, I think that's a good question. I did. Why do you care what I'm doing? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And I don't know. I honestly don't. I feel like that, that would be my thinking is that you just expect the doula to do all these things and then you don't see it happening. So you just assume it's not happening. I'm not sure. I feel like. But I think that that's probably it where so much is happening beforehand. And when the nurse is not in the room that it's easy for the nurse to be like, what the hell? They're not doing anything. Like I just, you know, but we can't maybe know that. I'm pausing what I'm doing to give the nurse space to do their job. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's yeah. often where I'm like, let me back up so you can do the things you need to do. And then I'll continue. Right. Like yeah. stuff like that. And I think that like, sometimes as nurses, we're used to seeing certain like we see some doulas very frequently, like they come and they, a lot of their clients deliver at our place. Right. And so I think we see them doing, but that's one doula who has a certain way that she practices and she's obviously going to attract clients who enjoy the things that she does for them. And maybe that is really active, like shaking the apple tree all the time. And, you know, we're doing position changes every 15 minutes and we're, you know, what we're doing lunges, we're walking, we're doing the stairs, like, yeah. Maybe we're some, used to some that. Some want a personal so other... trainer. Some just want a pep talk. Some mm-hmm. just want you to sit in the corner and just know that somebody's there for them. Right. Yeah. And I think that's I've a good point. Three, of... You know, I've had some people be like, I'm not moving. <laughs> Don't tell me to move. <laughs> cool. I won't. <laughs> oh, you're much nicer than me. I'm like, get your ass up. <laughs> I, I do do gentle suggestions. Do you want to try this one? Nope. Do you want to try this position? Nope. I'm going to try this position. Fine. One <laughs> contraction. And they're like, nope, I'm going back. <laughs> right. You know, your body. <laughs> That's fair. That's so much nicer of a doula than me. <laughs> I'm not there to make people do things. I'm there uh, to be the support. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I just get, and I think it's because of like maybe the different kinds of clients. Right. And this is where we yeah. go into like type people are hiring me because they want a completely different experience. So I'm like, yo, you said you wanted a different experience. I know your story from last time. We could go with what you wanted from last time again, or you could listen and we try something completely different. What do you say? You're so cute. Because yeah, basically it told me last time that it got all fucked up. So we could do it your way. No? All right. <laughs> Again, like a difference on type of client though, right? So. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like, you know, all doulas practice a little bit differently. And until so I think if the nurse is really used to seeing a doula do it one way, then they don't realize that, oh, actually like there's a bunch of different ways to be a doula and to mm. do it the right way. And there's more than one way to do the right thing. There's more than one right way to do something. So, So how do you think we, as doulas, build that relationship with nurses? Like- put the, like we leave and that nurse is like, that's, that was a good doula experience. I'm glad that person was here. Like, 
what do we as doulas do to improve that relationship? I guess would be my question. I don't, I feel like it's a collab, like it's gotta be on both ends, right? Like I feel like we, it comes from the nurse too. But I think that like, like I said, I really like it when doulas interact with me and um, will actually like speak to, you don't have to be like speaking for your client, but I think just like Emmy said, like a friendly introduction goes a long way. And, you know, if, and like continuing to be yourself, even when we're in the room, because sometimes we do spend a lot of time in a room if a baby won't yeah. stay on the monitor, if we're doing frequent position changes that we need to adjust things or, you know, we're titrating pitocin, like keep being yourself, like don't dummy up just because we're in the room. You know what I mean? Don't like be afraid. Like we're just, we're just people yeah. too. I think that like, you know, being respectful and like, it's just respect is one thing, but I think that making yourself like other like othering yourself like putting yourself in a corner is just doing you a disservice because you're part of the team and I think like acting like you're part of the team from the second you walk in is going to help you like go a long way and earn earn some respect you know what I mean like earn some some credit there yeah well and that's why I really truly look at myself as like uh, like on this, not, not the same as a partner, but I'm, I'm part of the, that birther's team. Like I'm not a medical person. I'm not like, so like, I want to be treated that way. Right. Like if you're not going to be a jerk to the partner, you probably shouldn't be a jerk to me kind of thing. And I do the, like, I'm going to, I'm nice and polite. I ask the questions, you know, I try to get along with the nurses. If they don't like me, I don't really care. Um, I think I hear a lot of doulas talk about being intimidated by nurses or like scared mm. of nurses or like stuff like that. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> well, I get it. I understand. Like, I feel like labor nurses are also some of like the scariest nurses ever because we are pretty like cutthroat and a little bit clicky and a little bit like it's an intense place to be. And we are adrenaline junkies and we are just like, it's a completely different culture on that unit. So you're kind of like walking into, I understand you're walking into like the bearer's den. Like you're just like coming in, mm. to this, you know, I'm sure you feel it. Like the nurses, like whenever anybody walks on the unit, we all whip our heads around, like who's here? <laughs> like, it's you know, <laughs> at least on our unit, like we blare like metal, like we're blaring like hardcore rap. It's dark. Like all the lights are off around the nurse's station. Like we're little gremlins in there. Yeah. But <laughs> all you've done is convince me that maybe I do want to be a labor and delivery nurse. It's like, fun. That sounds like fun. It's fun, um, but it's hardcore. So I understand the intimidation factor, but then it's like, I am like a pretty nice person. So I feel like our little I, cinnamon roll of Monica. I, the reason why I said like, why? And what I mean by that is like, I totally get why it could be intimidating. Why are you a doula in a hospital? Mm. If you are uncomfortable or intimidated by nurses and providers, because those are all people going to be around anesthesiologists, like all of these people are people that you are going to have to interact with. So kind of getting over that, like fear, I think is will help people be more successful as like doulas in hospitals at least. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that like you have to, as a doula, like know what your comfort zone is. Because if you're practicing outside of your comfort zone, that's something you have to deal with outside of that birth setting. And you have to really be honest with yourself and be like, do I belong here in this? Like, do I really feel like I'm doing my client a favor by being like, do I feel like I'm doing her 
or them justice by being in this setting with them? Like, am I really practicing at my top level? <laughs> like, and if the answer is no, like you got to do some self-reflection outside of that, like work on what can I do to be more comfortable in that setting? And if the answer is nothing, then maybe we focus somewhere else because it is an, an intimidating place to be, but if you can't fight through that or figure out a way to maneuver that situation that doesn't have anything to do with the client or like alienating yourself from the healthcare team, then what are we doing? Yeah. I've ultimately always seen the healthcare team as my path to getting my client what they need. I've always seen it that way of like, oh, those are the people who hold the keys to the kingdom. They're the ones who are going to get the stuff that we need or like quickly or provide answers. So I've always like seen it that way. And maybe that's why I don't see it as intimidating, but more as like, oh, I should become friends with them because they have all the perks. Yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, not, I feel like, you know, there's a, there's definitely like a power imbalance. I think that when like doulas walk in and the client walks in, it, it sucks that there's a power imbalance, but there just is, you know, like you're in someone else's turf. You're not at home. You're not at a home birth. You're not at a birth center. You're in this like big corporation essentially. And all of these people have so much control. And at the end of the day though, your client is the customer and we're all customer service reps. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, your, your client is going to get what they want but it just goes a lot smoother if we can talk about it nicely and with truth to it, you know, not fear mongering and not, you know, alienating. So if a doula was having a hard time with a nurse, what would be your recommendation? Like, like specifically a nurse is like disrespecting their client or a nurse is, you know, like disrespecting them. Like what would be your suggestion? Like in the moment? If it's really like a conflict with that nurse, then you can ask to talk to the charge nurse or ask who's in charge. Like, I need to touch them. Can we have a different nurse? That's always an option. You know what I mean? It's like the secret menu. I know that's like Emmy's favorite like (laughs) term, but it is like, you can, you can do what you got to do to get somebody else in there. You don't have to, you know, suffer. (laughs) There's no reason, but because like I said, your client is the customer and if they're having a bad experience, they get to, they get to make a stink about it if they, and you know, most of the time we'll oblige and we'll be like, yep, sure. We'll switch the assignment, whatever. But yeah, as long as it's, you know, a reasonable request and not like, you know, we, we have to work together to find a compromise, but if it's really like a true conflict between the nurse and the patient, then, you know, we'll figure something out. But asking to see the charge nurse is a quick way to do that. I've had to do that one. And it's never a fun conversation, especially because I come in super friendly and then seeing it deteriorate is not fun. And I had to do it in particular because this was someone going for a VBAC. They had educated themselves a ton, a ton on spinning babies. And the nurse kept trying to argue with the client that she didn't know what she was talking about, essentially, and that the nurse had been to so many spinning baby things and like was doing things incorrectly. And so finally, my client, like when the nurse left, was like, she's got to go. <laughs> it's like, can we send your husband up to say they up? Because I've been real nice to her this whole time. <laughs> and they're like, no, it has to be you. 
because they didn't want to be that person he literally did not want to leave the room to do it so i went up and i had to have that conversation yeah 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 because i've definitely been in situations where i'm like yeah this we need a different (laughs) (laughs) but i wait for my client to say that right like i wait for my client to like express that because i'm never going to be like this nurse sucks right right so I usually wait for my client to say that. <laughs> well, and that's just like what we we're talking about, right? Where it's like, if the nurse feels like the doula is like feeding the client or the patient, like these things, and it's all coming from the doula, then it feels very like us against you. Yeah. Whereas if, if the patient is also like, if you guys come in as a united front, instead of like, you know, us feeling like immediately there's this wall up and you're like whispering in your client's ear like (laughs) while we're talking to them that's that's a bad deal but if if it's like a united thing and if you can get the partner on board on board too like if we're all kind of collaborating together it feels a lot better than just like us saying something to the patient and then the doula going you can say no you can say no the whole time it feels very like bad it's just bad vibes before I can even get the education out of my mouth. <laughs> you can say no. It is so funny that people will lead with that. You can say no. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like? That sounds like I'm wanting right. you to say no. Right. Right. Well, it's you not were like, much nicer than my mumbly <laughs> comment. <laughs> it's, it's not like, what are you thinking? Do you need more information? Like, let's walk mm-hmm. you through brain, right? Let's ask those questions, right? You can say no. You can say no. Like I've heard other doulas say that. And I'm like, you can't just say that. That is you telling them what, right? I have to be so like, I I try to be so careful with that, right? I am not influencing your decision. I will help you ask the questions. I will help you talk it through, but I'm not gonna say, say no. <laughs> That's essentially yeah. what you're saying right? You're not saying, oh, you can, you can decline or you can consent or we can delay it, right? Those are the three choices, right? You're saying you can say no. So they know what the doula is thinking. Hate it. Hate that one. That's the thing. And that's, I think that's like the biggest red flag where it's like, oh my gosh, like they really are just against every, like they're just gonna, it's, it's a whole, it just makes it bad. It just makes a bad situation. But yeah, that's, I think the number one thing where I'm like, Ooh, don't do that. Cause yeah. immediately we're like, Whoa, wait, uh, <laughs> what oh, do you my mean? Last, my last question was like, what's the worst thing a doula can do? And maybe you just answered it. <laughs> I think you did. I feel like that is, that is <laughs> one of the, yeah. I feel like that's like number one. That's like yeah. the number one thing. What is the number one thing doulas can do where you're like, oh my God, they did it. I'm so excited that this is the doula. It's Um, like one thing. It doesn't have to be the top thing. Just one of the things where you're like, this one's quality. Oh my gosh. I feel like when I hear them, like, like talking about something that I bring up and they're like spot, like they say the, like the correct information and an easy to understand, like in a way that I would also explain it, but I don't actually have to talk. I just, I love that. I love that feeling where we're like, oh yes, okay. Like they know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't know the doula. I don't know where you, I don't know like where you got your education. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know like where you got your info. So it's just kind of nice to like have peace of mind and be like, okay, the things that like they're telling my patient, 
are accurate and true and they're going to make a good decision based on like what this doula is telling them yeah and i really guys monica set the bar so low for y'all just be just be educated she's like asking you to talk to her for you to be educated accurate information (laughs) like the bar is on the floor which tells you the nurses really just want you there to do your thing like Uh, be hands-on like when I go to like turn, like if I'm like, if she has an epidural or they have an epidural, we can turn them together. Like, let's, let's do it together. You know what I mean? Like if I'm doing yeah. something, I'm li- look at my scrawny little arms. I need help. Like, come help me. Like, let's do it together. <laughs> like my wrist I know, can't I feel do like it. Even the tiniest nurses. I'm like, how, how did you do that? You did that so easily. I'm I had one that. once tell me leverage. <laughs> they were like leverage. <laughs> Yes, I can do it. Do I want to do it by myself? No, let's do it together. Like, come on, like we can do it. Or like, if you have an idea of positioning while I'm not in the room, you can just do it. And if the baby comes off the monitor, I'll just come in and fix it. Like, it's fine. And I'll be like, oh, good. You're in a different position. That's beautiful. Great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think just being confident, like going in with some confidence and being a part of the team is incredible. I love it. I, I love all that. Um, I guess, like at this point, what can we plug for you, ma'am? What can what can you tell us about you so other people can follow you? Um, you can follow me. At, follow <laughs> I mean, if you want, I am not yeah. very like I haven't been up to date with my socials for my business because you've I also been doing some business. stuff with your life. So yeah. <laughs> you've been um, doing you some things. Me. Yeah, you can follow me if you want. Um, Opal Birthing Co. on Instagram. Um, my website is down because, you know, your girl has not updated it in a long time. But maybe someday, <laughs> maybe someday we'll come back. <laughs> You'll be back. Um, back. And I think it shows in your story, even those who are like, nah, I don't want to be in the birth world. Something always sucks you back in and puts you back mm-hmm. where you belong. And it sounds like you've always had this calling. So Opal Birthing Co. I mean, you were yeah. letting it make your mom give birth, which I think is so cute. <laughs> yeah. That's a good mommy. So That's a good mommy. Yeah. She's like, all right. <laughs> Maybe Monica ends up as a midwife, a cool midwife, you know. Oh, girl. <laughs> if you do it, I'm sending you everyone. I'm sending you all the IBCLC and midwife. Here we come. Like, <laughs> Once my student loans get forgiven from my bachelor's degree. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. So- out more <laughs> all right writing a letter to biden right now um great <laughs> well i appreciate you so much on this talk and telling us your insights especially in the way that you did it i think helps uh break down that barrier that it's nurses and doula that it can be both or it can be neither and so that's pretty rad yeah yeah it's awesome. been really fun Yay. yeah um, thanks for listening. Um, buy our merch. Join, join our Discord. Discord. Um, if you join our Discord, there is um, we streamed the and watched and commented on the entire movie uh, Dula that came out recently. Gotta watch it. It is. So it's a journey. Wild. It's a trip. It is a journey. It's a good time. Um, but you can only get that on our Discord. Um, go 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 join it join it join it um i think that's it i already said buy our merch yeah 
buy our fucking and merch. We love you and thanks for listening. And I'm Alex Barr, Dulacator. I'm Emmy the Birth Wizard, and I'm proud of you. Well, I'm Monica, the labor Monica. nurse. <laughs> and I'm proud of you too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and until next time, bye. Bye.